Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we celebrate our 200th episode. Thanks to all of you who've supported us. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. <coughs> I'm Jordan Morris. How long have we been on this raft, Jordan? Uh, God, I mean, I, I've lost track of time. I mean, I think we fell off cruise ship I, I don't know why did we know. why did we even go on the Dave Cause smooth jazz cruise pussy right I forgot about the pussy Get pussy the pussy was amazing it was worth it it was right. worth it oh boy we but, ran uh, out of shrimp like 10 days ago I know um just to uh, to catch you guys uh, up Jesse and I were um Trolling for gash at the <laughs> Dave Cause Smooth Jazz Cruise, and um, we uh, we had a few too many, and, uh, and I, I got really wasted. We decided it would be fun to mess mess around in one of the life rafts, and um, we disengaged the lock, and uh, we have been lost at sea for a long time. I ate my foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Cauterized the wound with a magnifying glass and the heat of the sun. I've thrown decorum aside, and I'm just jacking off whenever. <laughs> oh, Jesse's all that comes here, out but... now is seawater. Sure. I'm starting to have hallucinations. Hey, um, you know what? I think at this point, um, we need to. We are on the we're teetering on the brink of sanity. Yeah. We've got to keep our, our wits about us. Sure. We can't uh, succumb to sea madness. I think the best thing to do in this situation would be... Yeah, to, I got it. What? Replay the 1989 National League Championship Series in our minds. Cubs versus Giants. Mitch Wild thing. Williams against Matt Williams. That amazing... Snap out of it! Yeah. Snap out of it! You're talking like a madman, Jerome Walton. You're tap. You stop it now. Instead of going over fictional events, what we should do is reminisce about actual things that have happened to us in our real life. You know what I would kill for right now? Hmm. Around them, hang it up, and keep it up. Yeah, that, that's good. That's great. Absolutely, that'll remind us of home and dry land and. What, uh, what we need to keep fighting for. In these uncertain times, America is in need of a moral compass. And that moral compass is Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart, telling us what can hang it up and what can keep it up. First, hang it up. Hang It Up Space Program. 
you know, I don't think anybody really cares anymore. What was the last thing they did? They went to the moon or something. That was like 45 years ago. Hang it up, space program. Hang it up, ceiling fan. Wildly ineffective. Hang it up, ceiling fan. Hang it up, paperless office. You know, I don't even know what the paperless office was supposed to be or why it was good, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen, and I'm not upset about that at all. Hang it up, paperless office. Hang it up, hip house. In the early 1990s, a hybrid of house music and hip-hop came to the fore of the dance music world with hits like the Jungle Brothers' I'll House You. It was terrible then, and every time somebody threatens that it's going to come back, it's still terrible. Hang it up, hip house. Hang it up, rock concert. Too noisy. Hang it up, rock concert. And now the antithetical to hang it up, keep it up. Keep it up, terrarium. If you're going to have a lizard, you're going to need a terrarium, and it's going to be great. Keep it up, terrarium. Keep it up, gavels. When you have a gavel, the matter has been decided. Keep it up, gavels. Keep it up, baseball caps. This is the world's most popular cap for good reason. Even in countries that aren't even sure what baseball is, they wear baseball caps. Keep it up, baseball cap. Keep it up, Ricky Henderson. I don't even think this one needs explaining. Keep it up, Ricky Henderson. Keep it up, food coloring. Did you know that you can put food coloring into food? It changes it into a whole other color than the color it was before without affecting the flavor at all? Is that not fucking amazing to you? Keep it up, food coloring. It all seems so long ago, Jordan. Yeah, but uh, it's good. I'm feeling slightly more sane. It is an amazing coincidence Hmm. that all of this happened exactly on our 200th episode. What what's uh, what's coincidental about it? It's like rain on your wedding day. Yeah. Or if a man buys a lottery ticket every day and then he wins a lottery and he dies before he can collect the money. Also, what if God was one of us? You know, like a stranger on like the bus. A stranger on the bus. Sure. I think the sea madness is creeping back in. <coughs> We're. Uh, Starting to speak only in song lyrics from female singer-songwriters of the mid-90s. Oh, God. All I can think about is the Indigo Girls. Stop it. The Indigo Girls are a figment of your imagination. They're not real. The Indigo Girls are just a fairy tale cooked up to scare children. Now, come on. Is there another memory you can pull out? Something actual? Something real? What about... The time that Chris Fairbanks was on Jordan Jesse Go, and uh, he had been cast in, a, in an Orange County television commercial. What about that? Let's reminisce about that. <laughs> Is Missoula uh, like one of those, like, kind of liberally pockets in the conservative place? Is that what Missoula is? Yeah, that yeah. Impression. Well, now it's a democratic state. No, okay. Well. But, uh, but yeah, it is definitely the. Artsy, it's the place with like there's like town. there's like a head shop somewhere. Oh, oh, to an irritating level, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's You're very, irritated by very the hippie, 
weed smoking town. It's gotcha. a beautiful, beautiful place, though. It is beautiful, and 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 good people, and very academic. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of entertainment industry there for you to work in. Exactly, it is a sea. Uh, I've always called it Little Hollywood. <laughs> uh, a lot of local commercial. I uh, actually. Funny that I should funny bring. Should funny I should that bring, I should bring up I working local in commercial. It's funny because I am a commercial actor working locally, uh-huh. uh, apparently. Or I don't. Uh, there's. Are you familiar with Jack Steffen? Yeah, Jack Steffen is a plumber in Orange County from your area. Uh, yeah, and and I mean, when I was a kid, you know, the the Jack. Here's the here's here's the Jack Steffen commercial. There's an announcer, and he's got uh-huh. the. Oh, I know the role. I know the part. You do the. Oh, okay. I'll be the announcer and you, you be Jack Steffen. Okay. When you've got a problem... Uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Take two. Take, the announcer didn't mess up. Uh, <laughs> when you've got a plumbing problem, why not call your friend Jack Stefanski? It's Jack Steffen. For the lowest prices and friendliest service, you're going to want to call Jack Stefanino. It's Jack Stefan. So once again, look in your local yellow pages for your friendly neighborhood plumber, Jack. Step around me. It's Jack. Step. Hey, you got it right. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I screwed it up. Anyway, as bad as that was, yeah. I ended up getting the part. Wait, which, wait, which one of the parts did you get? Oh no, wait! I wanted that. I wanted the Jack Stefan one, but they also do a D do, which apparently you haven't seen. But you, <laughs> wait, hold on, you, hold on. It's Let's back up a little heating. bit. What uh, what part were you trying out for in the Jack <laughs> the, Stefan? The, com- the announcer? Yeah, I was going Jack <laughs> Stefan. You were That's trying out to be Jack Stefan. <laughs> no, that wasn't Jack. Did Steffen. you go? That wait, was can just I a ask you? In it. Did Jack you? Oh, okay. is oh, did you not, come in? Dead. Did you come in? No, he's alive and well. Did you come in for the for the for the audition? And they're like, well, here's some sides. Go ahead and look them over. And it just says, Jack Steffen. No, it was the whole dialogue. But yeah, that was what I was reading. But auditions are always like that. Where like, you have a stupid in, 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 in like, that's how they are. But but no, the, both Jack Steffen and Jack Steffen Sr. were there. Wow. And now they're calling and because I don't want to do the commercial. I've decided I don't so want to. So wait, no, well, let's, now time out. You tried out, you wanted to be the guy who goes, Jack Stefan. Yep. But instead you were supposed to be the guy who goes, dooby-doo-doo-doo? No, yeah, there's a whole nother commercial, which, yeah, I guess it was uh, misleading to talk about Jack Stefan because I didn't get that one. But they are, they had me also read for another one for another plumbing and heating company that they... Are, uh, they own now called AD Do. I don't know what it stands for. It's a combination of three words. Just saying AD Do uh, makes me cringe. I hate the the word. I've, it's like the word Chipotle. If I hear it, I, I get upset. And I don't. And in the commercial, I had to sing. Like they had lines. It's like I hadn't dressed up warmly. And there's a fire in my living room in a trash can. And I'm, I have to go, the heating wouldn't heat, so what can I do? Call up the guys at A-D-Do. And when I say, when I say A-D-Do, they actually directed me to uh, cross my eyes. Wait, did you have to be... Did you have to be like that weird Bronx guy? Is that the idea? You have to be that weird. That's what I added to the character. Because whenever talking about plumbing, you have to be some dummy. You can count on Chris to make strong choices. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. You're going into an audition, you got to make some strong choices. Even if they say, okay, think sunny California, I'm going to go, 
Plum and one and eight one. Yeah, I, I turn into <laughs> got Jersey a pizza boy. pie. Yeah, <laughs> I got a striped shirt and a curly mustache. <laughs> My grandma's Italian, ad do. <laughs> and then that's that's what they that's what they like. But it pays three hundred dollars, and I know the original commercial ran from the time Jordan was born until this year, probably. Like they ran it for twenty years. They want to pay me $300 to run this commercial forever. Yeah. And I decided, you know, I don't know if it's a good idea for me to do some wacky local commercial and have my manager or someone see it and be like, oh, nice choice. I guess you... Maybe are, maybe, maybe your you manager wanna... will be watching Blind Date in Orange County at some point and see the commercial. Exactly. Oh, Jordan. We've been on this boat for so long. All I have with me... This magnifying glass, which I've been using for investigations. Sure, and cauterizing. And this calendar. Really? Yeah, it's, come on. We're reminiscing. Throw it in the fucking ocean. Just throw it in the fucking ocean, you child. I'm going to start reminiscing for a second, if you don't mind. God! I am doing great. Well, congratulations. You know why? Yeah, you get to sit in this cool room all day. I got the air conditioning cranked up. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's the first of the month. You know what that means, Jordan? Uh, new magazines? Uh, no, better than new magazines, my friend. It's hmm. NBD here in our household, uh, the Thorn Hospital household. That's New Bunny Day, my friend. Oh, tell me about New Bunny Day. On the first of the month, we <laughs> get to see the new bunny on our bunny calendar. And it makes me so happy, I can't even begin to describe it. Oh, I was kind of thinking, hoping this was some sex act that Teresa lets you perform once a month. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, I don't really like it, but okay, first of the month, <laughs> we'll do the new bunny. Jordan, this w- month it's a Netherland dwarf. Oh, boy. It's still not a sex act, though, right? I mean, to, yeah, just, still, to be, just to be clear. Still not, still not a sex act. To be clear. Um, uh, no, this is really like, this is what I live for, Jordan. <laughs> Once a month, what's important is when you get the calendar. This yeah, is the it's important part. It's a good part. thing that you don't drink because I could see you having a few and just going, fuck it, and tearing it <laughs> off the wall and just looking at all the, one, all the bunnies and then feeling really awful the next day. Like, oh, shit, what did I do? Jordan, you got to parcel out the bunnies no, or else be, you're yeah. fucking up your whole life. It's true. It's like it's a it's about you know it's like it's like when you're a little kid and you save to buy yourself a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Only in in this case, I save looking at the bunnies so that I can be surprised by each month's bunnies. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? What's what will happen sometimes? And I you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a new bunny day apologist. I understand that sometimes it can be a disappointment because sometimes you'll get say a Rex. Right. You know? Uh, one of those fatter lops. Yeah. No, no, the fatter lops. That's a winner. Really? I don't I, care I for love your, a fat I don't lop. care for your fatter lops. <laughs> I love a fat lop. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Just relaxing. <laughs> Not, got, got my ears down. <laughs> apparently, I don't have feet. You got At any least al- it doesn't look that way. Got any alfalfa? <laughs> <laughs> this is what the fat lop says. 
You know what? I used to have uh, bunny rabbits when I was little, and uh, bunny rabbit will do any goddamn thing for some alfalfa. Well, anything that it's capable of doing, which is yeah. not much. Well, hopping. Hopping. So that's over pretty to good. It, hopping over to the alfalfa. My bunny, Wait, what does it do that's unusual for the alfalfa? Like, well, like, it ah. just gets excited. Oh, okay. A, a, you, normally, a bunny doesn't really do anything. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It'll do a little hopping. Sure. And it's not crazy about people. I mean, it's okay if you... If you, you know, whatever it's called, habituate your bunny. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like they're just tolerating you. You know, it doesn't feel like they're enjoying you. They're just kind of tolerating being touched. They're a little they're scared afraid, of you. They're afraid you'll kill it. But that's what's so sweet about them is that they're afraid of <laughs> you. Somehow that makes them cuter to me. Interesting. The fact that they're afraid of me. Because I'm not going to uh, do anything bad to you them. You seem to appreciate things with, um, with kind of meek qualities that you can kind of loom over. <laughs> That is what I'm looking for, Jordan. Yeah. Primarily. Something meek to loom over. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe you're just looking for a loom. This week was... Oh, you're looking for the LucasArts game loom. <laughs> it comes packaged with Monkey Island. Oh, man. You really took me back to my best, my childhood best friend's Amigo with yeah. that reference. Jordan. Mm. I caught a seagull with my hands. Huh. That's great. Oh, shit. Oh, It's just a Nerf football. Do you want to play touch football? Okay. No. No, no. That'll drive us insane. Maybe we should reminisce some more. Probably a good idea. Do you remember once when we found ourselves talking about who exactly was America's greatest film star? You know, I don't, but you should start reminiscing, and then I'll just see if I can, you know, dive in halfway through. Okay. Oh, there it is. Do you think Denzel Washington is America's greatest movie star? I do. You know what? I actually, um, uh, a friend of mine's boyfriend is actually working for Denzel Washington right now. Uh, He's doing sound on his upcoming movie about um, an inspirational debate team. Oh. It's actually his directorial debut, I believe. Oh, wow. Anyways, apparently, and I hate to tell you this, and this definitely flew in the face of everything I thought about Denzel Washington, we can shake. We can shake? We can shake. Wait a minute. Are we talking about the same Denzel Washington? Yeah, from Virtuosity, are you sh- are you Jesse. Sure? The, the hard-nosed cop from Virtuosity has a weak handshake. Are you sure that she just hadn't ever seen, uh, or well, this he... this is from the boy. This is that from, this he is like had never, he had never, he... What I this is why what I think happened. Okay, he, he had never <laughs> Let's seen hear a your Denzel. crazy conspiracy. He theory. had heard about Denzel Washington, but he'd never seen Denzel Washington in person. So maybe the guy who so said he hi, met I'm Denzel Washington, a guy named Denzel Washington, and assumed was he was the, the movie star Denzel Washington, and that he was directing a film about an inspirational debate team, and he went to work on the film without realizing that this Denzel Washington (laughs) is actually a dishwasher at a Howard Johnson's. Who uh, was slated to direct a feature film. No, 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 no. He's not slated to direct a film. Wait, he was just hanging out in the editing bay then? No! Why do you assume that everything takes place in an editing bay? He met him him at the Howard Johnson's. Oh, and, and my friend just lied and said... No, nobody is lying here, Jordan. It's a 
perfectly understandable right. miscommunication. Now that I've thought about he it for said four to him, seconds, I realize he said to right. him, "Hi, I'm Denzel Washington, the guy. <laughs> the guy thinks to, to Hojo's. Welcome to Hojo's, Howard Johnson's." And the guy thinks, the guy thinks to himself, Denzel Washington. I've never seen any of his movies, but I know that's a famous movie star. I bet he's directing an inspirational film about a debate team. I'm working on. I'm going to start working on that film. He goes home. He starts putting together sound effects and whatnot. Right. You said he worked in the sound department, right? Yeah. So he just downloads a sound effects CD, starts sorting yeah. them into usable, not usable, sure. debate, non-debate. Right. Oh, this one, this one is less debate, more forensics. Right. You know sure. what I'm saying? This one's less debate, more Toastmasters. I'm following you. You see what I'm saying? I'm following He's you. getting a lot of work done. He's starting to wonder why he hasn't been paid, but he's just excited to be working with Howard Johnson. Now, I mean, <laughs> working with Denzel Washington. The Howard Johnson. Wait a minute. What about this? Okay. What if this Denzel Washington, the one who's not the movie star, works at a restaurant that he assumes is a Howard Johnson's? But the reason he assumes it is because he met former New York Mets third baseman Howard Johnson, member of the 3030 Club, at the thing. He recognized him by his mustache and the fact that he still always wears a Mets hat. And he thought, oh, this must be a Howard Johnson's where I work. It's a perfectly reasonable theory. Yeah, yours is better. You're right. Yours is more more reasonable. You're right. Denzel Washington doesn't have a weak handshake. Jordan. Do you believe in past lives? Um, you know, I mean, anything's possible. I don't, I'm not, I don't think I have all the answers, but yeah, I mean, I think it's possible, sure. You're a spiritual person, right? I mean, I do sleep on a bed of crystals. It's just exclusively made of crystals? <laughs> I guess it's not a bed made of crystals. It's a, a pile of crystals. It seems weird to me that that's what you would choose to bring into our fucking lifeboat. Well, I mean, how am I going to get any sleep? I don't know. Just sleep on... The, I've been sleeping on the bottom of the lifeboat. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's going to fuck up my back. Who's going to sleep on this pile of crystals? You know what? Spiritual I, crystals. I am thinking back to visiting you in your cabin. And there were two things you had a huge pile of in your cabin. Mm-hmm. One was crystals. And one was licorice. FHM magazine. And one was licorice all sorts. Oh, okay. I do also have a lot of FHM magazines that I keep those On the lifeboat that we're on right now? Yeah. No wonder you've been jacking off so effectively. Yeah, I mean, I just can just go back to uh, go back to 2005, check out the ladies of Battlestar Galactica. When I try and think about something to jack off to at this point, two weeks into their trip on this lifeboat, mm-hmm. you know what I come up with? Seagulls. Yeah. Flounder. A particular... Like, oh, it's so flat. A particular seagull? Like, have you seen one that's made its way into your masturbation fantasies more than the other ones? Well, I imagine... What I do is I just imagine a seagull, mm-hmm. but with lipstick. Oh, okay. Because that makes it like... Yeah, like a female. Not gay. Makes it less gay. Anyway, past lives. Yes. Do you remember the time Jasper Red was on the show... And I found that story about a, another person named Jesse Thorne. Uh, yeah. I think I do. Maybe we should reminisce about it. Do you think we can eat the crystals? I'll try. I mean, I I mean, I don't know what I'm going to sleep on. But. I ain't got nothing to lose. 
Can I talk about what I found yes, on the New York yeah, Times website Sorry, now? Yeah, sure. Okay, you're, you, you've set up this alternate Google alert for yourself. Thorn with an E whipped her false lover. Yeah, comes Jordan, up. I did not set up an alert. You are taking this way too far. I searched one time just to fill in the holes. Okay. Just so I would know what I miss with my regular Google alert. I'm sorry okay? I, I made you sound like an uh, egomaniacal geek. <sighs> Maybe I'll do that shit. Okay. <laughs> um, so what I got was I clicked through to the New York Times website, and it just said PDF of this article is available. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I clicked on the PDF of the article. This is the article. The date is uh, the date is in 1887. Um, this is I'm just going to read the article. It's a pretty short article. Uh, the headline in all caps with a period at the end is "Whipped her false lover." The subheadline is "Jesse Thorne gets a lashing in a Jersey City street." <laughs> Okay, Mary Ellingsworth, a 19-year-old blonde of 104 and a half Storm Avenue, Jersey City, figures in a horsewhipping incident. She came from Glasgow two years ago and sought her aunt in Brooklyn, but learned from a Long Island Railroad brakeman that she had gone west. Miss Ellingsworth found employment as a saleswoman in New York and took board at the residence of Miss Dara on Storm Avenue. She became acquainted with Jesse Thorne. Now, this is Jesse Thorne with an E. I don't want people to think that this is literally me, Jesse Thorne. This is Jesse Thorne with an E. And they finally became engaged. The wedding was fixed for next Sunday. Last Saturday night, Thorne met his sweetheart and asked that the engagement be broken. He had no money to support a wife, he said. There was a flood of tears, but the girl finally (laughs) consented, and Thorne went away happy. (laughs) Okay, second paragraph. The New York Times. Oh, my this is. God. <laughs> this is a historical article from the New York Times. It seems like newspaper writing has changed a lot. Yes. It seems like it's just recounting the thing beat yes. for beat. This, this really, you know what this reads like? This reads like nothing more than just an elementary school newspaper with more hyphens in it. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, Storm Avenue, which for some reason has a hyphen, and New York, which has a hyphen. <laughs> I don't know why that is hyphenated. Okay. New York, capital G. Exactly. Okay. Sunday night, when Miss Dara and Miss Ellingsworth were returning from church. This is positively ribald. I, I just know. Want to say. They saw Thorne walking down Bergen Avenue mm. with a young lady on his arm. Ooh. They saw him kiss her at the gate and heard him promise to meet her Tuesday evening. Wow. The plot is thickening, gentlemen. The ba- plot ba- is thickening. <laughs> Back in that day, to kiss someone and then promise to meet them Tuesday in public was just basically public sex. Exactly. Uh, anal sex, specifically. <laughs> public mm. anal sex. On Tuesday evening, Miss Ellingsworth armed herself with a rawhide, <laughs> repaired to the trysting place of the two <laughs> lovers, <laughs> and, Yay. and presently saw her released suitor walking up the street. She met him halfway and, drawing the rawhide from under her cloak, laid it vigorously about him. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Nothing's better than this. He fled with her in pursuit, but finally managed to elude her. Why was this in the newspaper? Well, I think we're about to learn why this was in the newspaper. Third paragraph. The affair has caused considerable gossip on the heights. Miss <laughs> Ellingsworth says she would not have cared for the breaking of the engagement if her consent had not been obtained by false pretenses. Mm. She had ordered her wedding outfit, 
And that made her feel a great deal worse. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, that is fantastic. Isn't that unfucking believable? That is really good. That is what Jesse Thorns were doing in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were dumping their fiancés to go on a date. They say they're dumping their fiancés because they're not in a financial position to be married. Actually, they just want to go on a date, but... If you ask me, Miss Ellingsworth's going to catch them and lay about them with a rawhide. Who went that motorcycle? Really? Yeah, what was that motorcycle all about? Yeah, Holy man. mackerel. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that was fantastic. That's just basically as funny and old time as you can hope for a thing to be. Holy shit, right? Yeah, to, to, to Google search your name and have that pop Can up. you imagine if you searched for Jasper Red spelled R-E-D? Instead of R-E-D-D. And it turned out that in the 19th century, there was a Jasper Red who was laid about with a rawhide. (laughs) I may have to change that to my introduction, though. Yeah. (laughs) Our our next comic coming to this stage (laughs) in the 19th century. You may have seen him on Comedy Central or in the 19th century. (laughs) Being laid about with a rawhide by Miss Ellingsworth. (laughs) Like, oh, I remember that. She had ordered her wedding outfit, and that made her a great deal worse. <laughs> Put your hands together. Oh, man. I wish I was alive in the 19th century. Sounds really great. Yeah, there was a lot of poop on the street, mm-hmm. garbage. There was people who went around collecting metal. Anything could be in the newspaper. Yeah, boy. Anything could be in, no, not just any newspaper, the New York Times, the yeah. Grey Lady. Mm. The, do you think this was on the page called Gossip in the Heights? It's probably under elections. Holy mackerel. Do you think she was able to find a new bow? You know what? <laughs> I think Miss Ellingsworth's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about her. You know, also what's funny about that is that the rawhide beating was premeditated. Like, it wasn't just an in-the-moment thing. (laughs) Like, she sees him with the guy. She happens to be holding a a rawhide, but she planned it out. (laughs) She's like, well, I'll go there, and then I will beat him with this, which is... I wonder wonder if Miss Dara didn't have any, like, advice for Miss Ellingsworth, because I would think that the boarding house woman... Would be like, hey, now don't don't lay about this gentleman with a rawhide. When she was, you may be sent back to Edinburgh. <laughs> and she was, you know, like, um, um, you know, she's just a nineteen-year-old transplant. No, she's only York. been in the United she, States sure, for two I'm years. I'm sure it wasn't even her. She probably had to get the rawhide from someone. Yeah, I, I bet it was actually Miss Dara's rawhide. She seems like an instigator to me. I bet there was a lot of rawhides around Jersey City at the time. Yeah, I think Jersey City was rawhide country back then. Maybe she got a, just got a promotional rawhide from somewhere. Yeah, like they give them out like for certs, you know, the yeah. only the only rawhide with rets in Wrigley's mm. <laughs> Wrigley's spearmint. Yeah, the rawhide jingles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man. Sure, you know you know what we're talking about, Jasper. Yeah, when it comes to rawhides, the 19th century what Jersey City. if any of us yeah if any of us were musical we should probably make up the local rawhide salesman jingle but we're not but we're not going to yeah i think we will i think we should how does it go remix jersey Uh, city rawhide for all your rawhide needs 
laid That's about a- with a rawhide <laughs> in the city streets. <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> Jasper seems to believe that this song is going on our is going on our mixtape, which is which is hosted by celebrity DJ Don Cannon. Uh, Cannon, 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 Cannon. Probably will. It probably Roll will. Hide. Cannon, Cannon. Oh. Hmm. I wish I could eat maggot-infested hardtack right now. Yeah. Given the opportunity to eat maggot-infested hardtack, I would be delighted at the prospect. Yeah. Man, I don't... I mean, this food situation is so dire that it seems like I'm going to have to open up the emergency bag of beef jerky. But I, I didn't want to do that. Wait. The emergency bag of beef jerky? Yeah, it's like 10 pounds of it. Ten pounds? It's for emergency, so I don't want to do it yet. But I'm afraid I might have to. What constitutes an emergency for you, Jordan? Dragons. We have been on a boat for two weeks without food. Yeah, but... I ate my own foot and cauterized the wound with the light of the sun running through a magnifying glass. Yeah, but we're not having, like, dragon cracking issues. Those are supernatural creatures, Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I mean, come They're on. definitely Listen, supernatural eat, creatures. We could eat this beef jerky, but then when we're getting ravished by the kraken. What then, would we eat? Yeah, what would we eat? Because it's hungry work getting ravaged by a kraken. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Morris? That, I am suggesting that yes, we will be so we'll be so famished mid kraken ravish. You know what? You're a dense man. Yeah. Well, I have a crystal bed. What do you got? <laughs> you ain't got shit, my friend. All I have is this reminiscence about the time that uh, I had to explain what Twitter is to you. <laughs> Can't sleep on that. We'll be back. Let's hear it. So we're talking about technology passing us by you were trying to sell me on twitter a minute ago yeah well okay here's what do you know what twitter is i'll I'll explain it to you real quick. sure sure it's a broken machine that updates your facebook message okay i think i don't have a facebook oh well it's useless to you then someone was trying to sell me on facebook the other day and i i have a myspace do you use your MySpace for anything? I don't use it for too much. The only thing I use MySpace for is emailing somebody whose email address I forgot. Right, yeah, that's a great way to use MySpace, um, definitely. And, it, and I, used, I used to use it to, to banter a little bit more, but it, it, it really got to the point where it stressed me out. Like, I feel like it's, I'm, if you're doing a lot of MySpacing, I always get that feeling where, when I'm at a party and I kind of don't know what to do with myself, you know? Yeah, you mean the the feeling that I have at every party I've ever been to in my entire life? Sure, yes. Yeah, sure. Like, am I, yeah, I mean, I just had a lot of stress around it. Like, am I commenting enough? What does this person think, you know, of my my commenting who, you know? Well, take that and throw in a poke. 
trying to figure out when to poke somebody yeah, and you I got just, Facebook, you know, my and, friend. And, and, and everybody's nuts about the Facebook these days, but I... Uh, well, because it's I less think, creepy than MySpace. Right. It's less pathetic. And, and yeah, MySpace it just is absolutely looks, awful. If I could describe what is different about it, it just looks less pathetic. Sure. There's not a there's not Jessica Simpson's butt in your face asking you to guess which butt it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, sure. There's not... Uh, there's not don't mess with the Zohan. Now here's what you do. Animation. Here's what you do with Twitter. You. Okay. You get a little Wait, box you need in Facebook front of you. For Twitter? No, you don't need it okay. for Twitter. I, that's what I think I use it for. I'm okay. not sure what I use it for. I'm not sure why I'm on it, Jordan. All right. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think it does anything. Okay. Well, to, uh, I'll tell it. you what happens. So you open it up and then you type in some stuff and then Merlin Mann makes little jokes and sends them to you. Internet celebrity Merlin Mann right. sends you little jokes about what's going on in his life or what he just heard on Weekend Edition. So this is like, I mean, I get enough jokes via email from my dad. Oh, he but then forwards not, them to me. But do you, do you, are, hey, is Jesse, your dad did you know in, that Hillary Clinton is something of a bitch? <laughs> so I have heard. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lesbian. She's so bitchy. Communist as well. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so here's that's serious. what you do is you send out, it gives you a little box okay. on the Twitter. You send out a little message on there. Like a, you get, I don't know, 12 characters or something. Mm-hmm. But you can use secret codes, of course. It's sort of like writing on a pager. Okay. Remember writing on a pager? You know, I never wrote on a pager. I never owned a pager. I don't ever used one before. Really? Yeah. I had a pager because uh, 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 I was a drug dealer. Okay. I wasn't a drug dealer. No, that's... You say one four three, four two four. That means I love you from Jesse. Oh yeah. That's usually what I write on the Twitter. What if I want to say I love you from Jordan? You have to make up your own secret code. Oh, how do people know what my code is? Oh, they don't. That's what makes it so great. Oh, I still don't understand Twitter. Okay, so so there's a box. Merlin Man sends you a joke, and then you make up a code no one else knows. Okay, so on Twitter. There's hundreds of this people. Sounds like, this sounds like a game invented by an eight-year-old. Okay. He's trying to explain the rules to you. This is how I feel. On Twitter, there's hundreds of people around the country <laughs> using it at any given time. Those people sure. are called twats. Okay. Um, you type in a message to them. Mm-hmm. They receive it. Then they put an at sign and your joke name, and they say a thing about it. Why do I need this? Why should I do this? Why do you do it? Uh, I do it because uh, nerds kept bothering me to do it. Okay. I just got a lot of emails about it. How come you're not on Twitter? You're not Twittering. Jordan, look. <sighs> you know, when it comes to internet celebrity, I'm no Merlin man, but I like to throw the people a bone from time to time. Sure. I mean, I mean yeah, and you... And, uh, I'll you know, twat around you have, a little bit. You have a, a cause to be active in all these internet... You I mean, the internet is a big part of your job, and... It's where my money comes from, sure, from PayPal. Sure, absolutely. So you have to... I think Twitter is, is connected to PayPal. Yeah. Do you think that? What if I typed in my email address and an amount of money into Twitter? Do you think it would come in in the PayPal? I have no idea. I still don't know what Twitter is. Honestly, we've been talking about it for a long time. What if I typed it into Yahoo? <laughs> yeah. GeoCities? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Can I ask you a question, Jordan? Yes. Let's say I typed in my email address and the word Twitter and then PayPal and then $5,000. I took all that, I copied it, and pasted it into FogDog. <laughs> I don't know what FogDog <laughs> is. That lost me. FogDog.com. Oh, okay. So I typed it into FogDog or WebVan. GoDaddy? Yeah, let's say I GoDaddy to Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
with 12 characters, and I included one for three. That means I love you. Oh, now I know what Twitter is. <laughs> Great. So okay. I, I just don't know Jordan, if I need... You know how... Okay, okay. look. You know what? how... Did you ever use AOL Instant Messenger? Yes. Okay. You know how on AOL Instant Messenger, when you're away from the computer, you can type in, sorry, I'm I'm gone, you know, I got to go, you know, uh, wash the car or something like that. Right. Now, you know how people stopped doing that on there? Mm-hmm. Sometime when we were in high school, they stopped doing that and they started making a little joke. Sure. And then they'd write, you know, oh, I go to go wash the car. Jack it's a off, dog. Yeah. In parentheses. Uh, that's basically what Twitter is. It's a system for distributing that. Okay. So you so humorous away messages. You sign up. You sign up. You have mm-hmm. an account, and then all it really is is a little box where you can type things into. Mm-hmm. Whenever you think of a thing to type into this little box, you type it in, and then anybody who decided they want to listen to what you have to say, they click on you and say, "I want to listen." When he types something into the box, yeah. And you can click on anybody that you want to listen. When they type into the box. Yeah. So that's, for me, that's Merlin Mann. It's called Hot Dogs Ladies. Okay. And then when a little, when they make a little joke, then it comes to you in your Twitter. All right. And then you look at it on your iPhone or whatever. Okay. I don't have an iPhone. I got a, I got a Razor phone. I just don't know if I need another internet thing in my life. Jordan, you need more internet things in your life. Yeah. Because it connects you to the people. Look, there's people out there who didn't even know that you, that you were in a commercial with Fritz Slang. <laughs> His name? Fritz Lang. <laughs> uh, uh, NBC4's Fritz Coleman. NBC4's Fritz Coleman. They were watching NBC4. They thought it was just a guy who looked like you. No. You see what me. I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying, Jordan? No, I should use Twitter to alert people of if, that. If you had quoted them, they would have known. Yeah. All you got to do is send out one twart. And everybody, and everybody knows exactly what commercial you're in. So you're saying that I can inform people of my commercials with a single cunt. Yeah, exactly. All right. You just fist it on in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Jordan? Yeah. I guess gang Are you going to sign up on the Twitter? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Okay, what is your name on the Twitter going to be? I, it'll probably just be Jordan. Why not? I, don't, what, I can never create a funny internet name. What I've about, never been able to. What about Boy Detective? I don't know if I'm nuts about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of married to it on this thing at this point. But Yeah. I feel the, sa- I feel the same way about uh, uh, America's Radio Sweetheart. Oh, yeah? You're not, I thought that was just your thing. I thought um, you loved it. It's fine. I just am sick of people talking to me about it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, no one talks to me about Boy Detective. Oh, know. really? Yeah. Well, I think that's because maybe because when you say Boy Detective, it's in the context of me already having said uh, America's Radio Sweetheart. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like something that you should complain to somebody about. Right. I get a lot of complaints about it. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I'll try it. I, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably just make it as close to my real name as it'll let me do. So, also, I can help me remember things. I lose like, a lot of passwords and stuff. <laughs> Always losing passwords. That's a perfect idea, Jordan. You're on top of it. You know exactly what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. You, what you do is you take the little box, you type in your password, you type in your social security. Sure. You type in your routing number, mm-hmm. bank account routing number. You see what I'm saying, Jordan? You type in all of this different information, mother's maiden name. Sure. It stores it for you. And it broadcasts it to your friends and uh, family. 
And others. uh, Yeah. In case they want to put some money in your bank account for you. Bingo, Jordan. They're ever feeling uh, generous. You you got it, kid. You got Mm -hmm. it. I keep thinking that I see boats that might rescue us. (laughs) Every time it turns out to be an albatross. Like a literal albatross. Huh. A seabird albatross. Have you seen any metaphors? Any flying metaphors? I did, yeah. I saw, um, I saw a burning bush. Hmm. Yeah. I couldn't piece together what it meant, though. It's hard to say. You know, I just don't have much going on in my head right now. No, I understand. That's tough. It's tough to interpret those. I'm busy thinking about how much I'd like to eat maggot-infested hardtack. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but earlier you said when we were reminiscing, you said, "Let's listen to this." Yeah. What did that mean? You don't have old episodes of our show going through your mind. No, uh-uh. I mean, I'm at the. I'm as mad as I've ever been right now. Sure. And yeah, I'm still not there yet. I mean, I'm reminiscing with you. Oh, I mean, I had these. I had old episodes of our show going through my mind even back on the cruise. Really? Yeah. Does that make you hate life? Oh, it makes me love what in life. Our show is tremendous. Yeah. I, in particular, right. am very funny. I love the transporter films, but I don't want them. I don't want them shoved up my brain when I don't want them there. You don't watch the transporter films in your mind? No. I mean, sometimes I'll think about a favorite scene. What do you do when Dave Cos is playing his saxophone? I just enjoy. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the mellow sounds and well, I, I and about, I continue to finger the girl I'm sitting with. But what about how good it goes with scenes from the transporter? Has that just never occurred? Do to you, you wait? Do you also have transporter? Does it alternate between Jordan Jesse Go clips and transporter films? Is well, when there's music going? playing, I think of scenes from the transporter and how well huh. they would so it go. It was just a coincidence that I brought that up. But you actually, whenever you hear music, hear a scene from the transporter or envision it? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the transporter movies, so I have to sort of project what I imagine they would be like. Never seen one of them? No, I haven't seen any of them. The third one's not that good, but the other two are. I saw the bank job. Yeah, okay. That doesn't go through my head, though. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's, a good. it's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. You want to reminisce again? Yep. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <coughs> you know, I used to get, I used to have songs going through my head. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time when Tig Notaro was on the show, I just started singing one of them. Oh, that's neat. I'm bad, I'm bad, pretty, pretty bad. The whole world has ants right now to tell you. Just, you know, this is costing Wait, us $10,000. The whole world has ants right now. <laughs> Did you just say that? Was that inappropriate to say? No, I just uh, if Michael, don't. Michael if Jackson's that's been true, saying it for twenty years now. I it's he's a, he's America's some, favorite popular musician. He's the king of pop. I understand that, but that's some it way for me to like, find out. Honestly, and for take, everyone, it doesn't seem. Hear me like, out here. It's it, it's a little bit much to find out the whole world has AIDS right now. That would include me and all your listeners. Maybe uh, don't just casually start singing it to us. Yeah, Maybe. there's a nicer way to break that. Definitely, to us. just don't. Oh, world's got AIDS right now. Tell you who's bad. Tig, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. You've Tig, got. you claim number You've one. Got AIDS. Let's go to the root of this. <laughs> we need to go to the root of this. 
the how root the whole of this, world got AIDS? No, that is not what the root of this is, okay. Tig. Here's the root of this. The root of this is you say, yes, I understand that Michael Jackson is the king of pop. You seem to be. You seem to feel like it's appropriate for you to take that as read to to assume that we would assume that you know all about Michael Jackson. But it seems to me, pardon me, but it seems to me. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't been listening to one of Michael Jackson's greatest hits okay, over the again. past twenty years. The whole world got AIDS right now. Just tell you once again, AIDS. Uh, I yeah, I. This might be funny to you guys, but it's it's a little alarming to find out the whole world's got. <laughs> AIDS It's alarming right. to me. The whole world's you... got AIDS right now. Yeah, is currently. what the song says. It is a, that maybe we had HIV and could have done something to slow our death. It's yeah, maybe a, he could have been a little bit more articulate. Yeah, just a little clearer. Just in that moment when you're saying the whole world's got AIDS right now. Michael Jackson has sold over 50 million albums worldwide. I don't need Michael worldwide. Jackson facts, okay? Over 100 million albums worldwide. I just found out I have full-blown AIDS, yeah. okay? He was we in the Jackson 5. You know what I think you should do? We need T cells. You know what I think you should do, Tink? What? Tito go cells. On, go on YouTube. <laughs> uh-huh. Go on YouTube. Type in the Jacksons. Can you feel it? The the AIDS? Can you feel the AIDS tonight? <laughs> I can now. Wait, that can you feel can you I feel thought that's what that tingling in my arm was, but uh I, I didn't know what that was. I'm I'm now seeing that it's AIDS. You guys I'm so blown just, away because this is our generation's greatest entertainer. He dances like he he can dance like Fosse. Yeah, and he distracted me for years. Sing like an angel. Mm-hmm. He had important information about my reproductive health, and he withheld it by mumbling. Exactly. By being and, and you're just casually mouthed. slipping it into this conversation. I'm sorry, I didn't know that you guys couldn't handle this kind of stuff. I assumed you were real fans of the King of Pop. That was my mistake. I'm willing to admit my mistakes. Unlike some people here, I'm comfortable admitting my mistakes. My mistake is I assume that the two of you knew about the greatest popular entertainer of the second half of the 20th century. We're just century. saying he should speak up if he has important information. No mumbling when it's important. Yeah. Okay. So when you talk to him again. How about this? What? How about this, Tig? Hmm. When you can dance like that. Oh, I can. You make criticisms. I can dance like that. You can? Absolutely. Will make you some dance? criticisms. Will you do a dance right now? If I, if I'll do the song. I would prefer to hear the criticisms. She can't, I'm going to take she her word on the dancing. Do you remember when we fell in love? We were young and innocent then. She's good, Jordan. Yeah. Did you see that dance move I just did? It's unfucking believable. Yeah. And I'm not even winded. Here, sing another one. It defied I'll, gravity. I can do a triple backflip. Watch, just sing. Okay. Ready? Go. I'll count them off. Man, will you? I'm going to count off the flips. If you were you counting off the flips or the song? I'm going to count the flips. I need a count. I can say I don't know what song you're going to sing though. Do you mind if I stand on this couch just to kind of get my momentum? That's good. No, that's perfect. Okay. I, I would prefer if you could uh, uh, go ahead on, on on the couch. Okay. Two, three, four. I don't know what you're gonna sing. Bitchy One, not my two, lover. three, three and a half. Terrible. Holy shit! Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Man. good. Yeah. With AIDS. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Math counts as four, I think. Mm-hmm. Man. So um, you saw it here. All this talk. No one ab- else did. All this talk about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney makes me want to go have a hayride. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that's a good idea. Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Who was talking about Paul McCartney? We were just talking about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. We were. I think if you're talking about Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney is implied. I because your backflip was so good. I said it was like you had wings. Oh, ebony so. and ivory. No, sure. basically, no matter what, I'm thinking about the girl is mine. It doesn't. We don't even have to be talking about Michael Jackson. The dog on girl is mine. Speaking of dogs, I had a hard time finding my way here. Yeah. I guess I went to where 45 percent of the people. Go. Yeah, a lot of people because of a, a little the, geographic confusion. The directions. Tig was around the corner. The directions that I was given mm-hmm. uh, said that I'm going to have to do a dog leg. I've never heard that before, yeah. and so I wasn't quite sure how to do a dog leg. It's right. kind of unnecessarily folksy yeah. for someone to say dog leg. I was inspired by the with, vice presidential debate. With no explanation, not like, um, oh, this might be a weird word, or maybe, right. maybe let me explain to you what a dog leg is, or let me just tell you to take a left here and then a right here. <laughs> right, let me but talk instead, like a human being. Yeah, he's just like, hey, you know, swing by, go this way, straight down this street, and then just dog leg. And uh, when I got to that, I just thought, you know, I'll just park where I think I'm supposed to go. You know what, Tig? I'm sorry. I've made another mistake, and I'm going to apologize for it. That is okay. I assumed assumed that you had good, core American values. It turns out you're part of the Hollywood liberal elite. And I guess that was a mistake on my part. Believe me, I'm very conservative. Very conservative. I'm. It doesn't. It sure doesn't seem like it to me. You seem like a coastal elite to me. You might as well be Seymour Hirsch, as far as I'm concerned. You might as well be. <laughs> that was low. You might as that well be. That was low, Mister. Jeez, man. Maybe from now on, t- I think I've got a good nickname for Tig. How about this? Tig Nataro, and then her nickname is Frank Rich, from the New York Times. No, how New about York Times Tig? Op-ed writer Frank Rich. What's a dog leg, Nataro? <laughs> You didn't, I, oh, I got one. Tig aids Notaro. Well, they're all pretty good. I mean, I think yeah. we can all agree that they're all as pretty good. As long as there's Tig and Notaro, I'm, I'll know <laughs> it's me. As long as your name, yeah. Yeah, as long as whatever you throw in the middle is in between my name. Well, the idea is that it captures the spirit of what it means to be you in addition to just Old I, dog identifying. leg Notaro. Right, so that's good. Old dog leg. Right, good. Done. I've never known what caddy corner means. People talk about something being caddy corner or something else. I would always, I always think, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I know what caddy corner, and you hear that. An at least. idiot would at know least what caddy corner you is. You hear that? Really? Yeah. No, me. I guess I do you hear. It. I've heard it enough hear... to be annoyed by it. Even Frank Herbert knows what a caddy corner is. <laughs> yeah, Frank knows. Yeah. Um, Even Adlai Stevenson probably knows. <laughs> What caddy corner means? Yeah, but not, I remember I was talking. Yeah, not first, every Joe Six Pack is yeah. saying. Sorry, I guess I guess at the cocktail party you were at last night with uh, Camille Paglia, and uh, shit, I ran out of Northeastern intellectuals. The late Norman oh, I'm, Mailer. I'm waiting to use Harvey Milk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Gosh. Well, I think what's important here is the, what we've learned in this segment of the show. We learned about a global crisis that needs action. Mm-hmm. Well, the two of you did. This podcast. <laughs> Number two, we learned about who here is an elitist and who here is of the people. You mm-hmm. two are elitists. I'm of the people. 
Um, and number three, we learned finally once and for all what catty corner means. And we learned that we all have full-blown AIDS. I know that you like to ignore that. I'd rather you didn't bring that up. it's kind of a big deal. It doesn't seem like a big deal to me. It's been a long time. Okay. Got antiretrovirals now. We're just kind of going, we're doing okay. Magic Johnson has a TGI Fridays. Yeah. That's so, all I'm saying. As far as I can he tell, things HIV are fine. He has HIV and TGI? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. What can I say? The man is an, is an initials enthusiast. Mm-hmm. You get HIV, you also get TGIF. Yeah. That's how it works here in America. Now, in Africa, they're not so lucky. Mm-mm. You're lucky to get an Applebee's if you get AIDS in Africa. If you get H, if you're infected... God, this is horrible. Yeah. I've had close family friends die from this horrible disease. We're not saying we're not making judgments about their character, Jesse. Okay. That's true. <laughs> it's not a character assassination thing. You guys are right. Maybe I should spend a little more time with the New York Times op ed page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you go hang out with A.O. Scott? <laughs> you know what I wish, Jordan? I wish that here on this boat there was some kind of facility for entertainment. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, I could read to you out of FHM. No. I want, I want to do something creative. I want to make something. Come on. Let me read you, let me read you out, of the, out, of, out, of, out of FHM. Let me read you out of FHM. I want to make I'll, pixel well, we art, take, we, can take the, we can take the Are You a Rapist quiz. <laughs> if you scored between zero and a hundred, yes. yes, you are a rapist. <laughs> you are a rapist. One of the questions is: Are you reading this magazine? <laughs> well, one, no, that's not true because the it's the quiz is just one question. Have you ever? Have you ever had sex with a lady? <laughs> and if yes, then wow. you're a rapist. Huh. If so no, then you're a compulsive masturbator. Hmm. With, who doesn't have who doesn't have access to actual pornography for F-H-M some reason? Is really fun. <laughs> oh jeez. Um You know what I'd like to reminisce about? Hmm. Andy Daly. Oh yeah. One time when Andy Daly was on our show. God, I miss Andy Daly. What a guy. What do you think he's up to right now? Probably looking at an FHM. <laughs> cranking one out. Yeah. <laughs> cranking one out. There are days when we have guests, and there are days when we have guests, sir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you follow the, my train of thought? It would have been funny if you would have said, there are days when we have guests, and there are days when we have ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> Jordan, yeah. there are days when we have guests, and there are days when we have ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's the ghost of comedian Andy Daly. Hello, everyone. Oh. <laughs> How'd you die? I didn't even hear that you had died. I go back and forth between this world and the next. Oh, okay. Yeah. And why are you haunting? I... I uh... <laughs> I'm unfinished business. <laughs> yeah, specifically sure. here in this studio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we—you've been here a couple times before. You were on Jordan mm-hmm. Jesse Go a couple times in uh, uh, Sandy Young America a couple times. I don't yeah. remember anything untowards occurring. I believe one of you guys killed me. 
<laughs> Jordan. All right, you got me. <laughs> Jordan, why did you kill Andy Daly? Yeah, really, thank you. That's what I want to know. Yeah, Jordan. I just one of those things, you know. No, I don't. Spur, what spur do you the mean moment? just one of those things? I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's like when you go home for Christmas and you call your mom a bitch. It's just one of those things. You just feel like doing. I it. also don't understand that. I don't relate to that at all. No, guys, it's just, like... guys, it's just like when there's a homeless person on the other side of the road and yeah. you just run across the, the the road and you shove him. Yeah. No. Also, is this not relatable? I no, thought these were these things are not. not these were Jordan what Seinfeld are you caliber. You're trying, no. you're trying to make metaphors so that we can all understand why you killed me, Jordan. I thought you were a nice guy. You know, this is what happened, Andy. Let's uh, find last out. last week on the show, someone called in mm-hmm. and said that she had she had just moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. She saw Jordan at a mall in Century City, and she was afraid to go up to him because she thought he would be mean to her. Really? Yeah. Based and, on your on air persona. Yeah. Well, Jordan sure. is. You know, I mean, sure, Jordan's a holy terror. Yeah. On the radio, mm-hmm. you know, here on the podcast, he's really something else. Yeah. He's a real firebrand and just a hateful he man. He does not suffer fools gladly on the radio. Certainly not. No. Eh, but in real life, I, I thought that it was obvious everyone knew he's just a teddy bear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's he's just act. the sweetest. He's just the sweetest <laughs> like, guy. Sometimes I'll murder for no reason. Right. Or, but, or shove a person. But yeah. it's or just shove. part, it's all part of the act. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's Your like it's like an Andrew, it's like an Andrew Dice Clay thing. <gasps> He's not actually like that. He's parodying guys like that. Are you so sure? you're you're Are more you sure of a <laughs> you're more <laughs> of a not. you're more of a parody. So you're saying, or like Larry the Cable Guy, he's actually from Ohio or something. His character is sort of a is sort of part parody, part homage to the sort of blue collar Joe from. The South. You get it. It's very complicated. So very complicated. So your character is sort of part parody, part homage to the uh, you know the classic American serial murderer. So you you commit ironic murders. Yeah. It's almost as if to say, imagine if I imagine if I really were a guy. You get who it. Committed these murders that I'm committing. You get it. I got you. It's like when people say like, "Well, wasn't Starship Troopers a shitty movie?" And then I say, "That's the point." That's kind of like my murders. <laughs> Is it? Do you usually <laughs> use garroting? I don't know what garroting is. Yeah, garroting, like a piano wire type oh, of situation. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, whatever's clever. You know, what, whatever, whatever's the last thing that you would do. Yeah, exactly, do. exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> whatever would be funniest, <laughs> like a pillow in the face. Yeah, like pillow in the face. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe something, you know, something really out of date, like a blunderbuss. That's funny. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. It seems, though, Jordan, I mean, I, you know, Andy's the comedian, so I guess it's his judgment that we should be trusting here. I'm prepared um, to make a judgment at any time. But <laughs> I, it seems odd to me. It seems like maybe the, uh, the cost might not be worth the payoff relative to, for example, like wearing one of those uh, black T-shirts with... The uh, w- with the kind of uh, 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 like you know, um, airbrush graphic of a wolf on yeah, it, yeah, like compared to that, where the cost for that is it's not the most aesthetically appealing t shirt, the payoff is the irony that you would sure. wear one of those wolf shirts. In this case, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the cost is a human life, mm-hmm. well, but you know what. Then that makes the, the, when the cost goes up, the payoff goes up. 
Yeah. Yeah. You gotta always what do you do to one stakes, side of the right? equation? You have to do to the other side of the equation. Raise the stakes. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And you know what? You know what they always say about Jordan? Anything for a laugh. Absolutely. Sure. sure. I, I do. I do have. I have a graph illustrating that exact point. <laughs> Let's okay. have a look. No, let's, let's all have a look. Well, listen, we, we have audience a, close your eyes and imagine a funny graph. We, we have a we have a lot of fun planned for uh, this week's program with uh, with the ghost of Andy Daly here. He travels between worlds. Are you in ghost form or corporal form? No, uh, I'm in corporal form right now. But I, I can be incorporal or corporal. Oh, geez, I am now not a ghost. Okay, good. <laughs> but I've, you never know that's what's going to happen. S- that's why you don't sound that spooky. You sound more genial. Right, exactly. Here, watch this. Now I'm a ghost. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Ghost, ghost. All right, all right, relax. I'm not now. I'm not now. <sighs> <laughs> you know, you look, it was funny. Why? I wonder why we got so uh, scared, because you yeah. look exactly the same. You just sounded <laughs> Do like I? That. I don't have any idea what I look like when I go to ghost mode. Nah, <laughs> no. You look the same. <laughs> little, Is that, right? that must be why you're so successful in the regular yeah. world. Your hair, you your hair parts on a different forth. side. That's kind of the, oh, only, is that what that's the only way I was able to tell that something had changed. And uh, the voice. Yeah, well, yeah. anyway, we got a great show. Uh, I just found out Jordan's a murderer. Yep. Uh, we got the ghost of Andy Daly here. Uh, a lot of good phone calls. So I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. And this is what you call a can't-fail show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. proof. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Are you in beef jerky? Nope. Nope. I think there's some beef jerky. Nope. Jordan, hmm? you're smiling really wide right now. That's because um, I enjoy the sea, which we're in the middle of. You weren't smiling for the last two weeks. Yeah, you know, you've been kind of just starting to sink in now, you know? You've been downright ornery. Yeah, but I don't know, I'm just, hey. Jordan, what's that brown stuff in between your teeth? Uh, ocean stuff. Something I found in the ocean. Not food. Certainly not food. It's a residue in oceanic. Residue. Inside my head right now... Mm -hmm. I am visiting makepixelart.com. No, oh, that's that'll actually that'll stave off madness for a couple hours. And I'm making pixel art of you. And you've got a big slim jim in your hand. You're snapping into the slim jim. Just as the noose around your neck is snapping the connection between your brain and your spine. Boy, that's an amazing website. Makepixelart.com. You can really make pixel art out of anything. You really can. I mean, it is Amazing. You know what you you know what I always think is one of the best times to uh, make pixel art? And anytime? Well, when you're counting down to your first bong hit. Oh, which we helped the guy do. Since you. Yeah. Let's let's reminisce. We got this call from this guy. Now look, this call isn't much. There's not a lot of content in this call, Jordan. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to include it. And I think when you hear it, you'll see why. Okay. Hey, what's up, Jordan and Jesse? Uh, doing a call from a great state of Cleveland, Tennessee. I work in the manufacturing industry. Uh, we cut out floorboards for a bus company, Bluebird School Bus Company. And got to say, man, we've done hit on those tough economic times that you've been hearing about on the news talk show 
programs on television. And so getting a little bit behind on the podcast, uh, a couple episodes behind, which uh, I'm, I'm quite a bit dismayed on that. But uh, hopefully things will turn around soon. On another note, uh, come April 6th, I will be officially released from federal probation. Uh, I was accused of some conspiracy charges. Some shit they didn't, couldn't even prove, yet I was conspiring to do. So uh, needless to say, uh, I'm going on three years of no marijuana intake in my lungs. But uh, come April 6th, will be my first official bong hit. So if you guys want to count down uh, the ball with me <laughs> on that, that might be cool. Uh, I know you yes. aren't necessarily Mary Jane friendly on the show yet. Eh, just had to put that out there. So, uh, yeah, I love the show. You guys keep it up. Uh, 2009, keep it real. Whatever. <laughs> My God. Wow. Yes. Yes, Wick. we will absolutely do a countdown to your first bong hit <laughs> from the great from the great state of Cleveland, Tennessee, my friend. Wow, how do you how do you get a podcast in prison? <laughs> He's on probation, Jordan. Oh, okay, the man is on probation. He's not in prison. Oh, okay, and he works for the he works for the Bluebird okay. school bus company. Gotcha. I well, I'll tell you this much. What? I certainly feel a lot better about the safety of our children, specifically with regard to floorboards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can tell you that. Yeah. The guy's not, not pulling bong rips. Yeah, right. I know. Three years he hasn't been because of those bullshit conspiracy charges. Couldn't even prove them. I hate those. Oh, God. What do you think it was a conspiracy to do? Defraud a minor. <laughs> Probably. And by minor, I mean M-I-N-E-R. Yeah, that's a, that's a crime in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy to defraud a minor, who is also the governor. <laughs> also, does a little mining on the side. <laughs> they they sold him uh, they sold him a parakeet for mm-hmm. his mining. Yeah, uh, but it was actually just one of those ones you buy at the drugstore where you just press a button and it goes. You know what I mean? Oh, like sort yeah. of like one of those talking and then he pirate went, He things. goes into the mine. He doesn't know if there's poison gas. Exactly. So then all of a sudden you're busted. Conspiracy to defraud a miner. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You're a legal genius. Thank you. I'm a regular... William Shatner on Boston Legal. There you go. Thank you very much. I prefer to think of myself as a James Spader on Boston Legal. Thank well, you very fine. much. You know what? We've been on this boat Mm -hmm. for two weeks. We've been recording this very special episode of Jordan Jesse Go for, what, about six hours now? Yeah, that's about right. Six, eight hours. Hard to say, but I'm just judging by the sun, how the sun has moved. Yeah. I've been looking at the sun. It seems like it's wiggling a little bit. Yeah. You know what? I had uh, keep looking at it. Maybe it'll wiggle more. You know what? Just I, really give it a good look. I gotta get a closer look at this thing. I'm getting my magnifying glass out. Good idea. Hey, uh, would you mind reminiscing a little bit uh, for me? <coughs> I was thinking you could maybe reminisce about the time that uh, Brandon Bird was on our show and we we talked about dinosaurs a lot. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's he's well known for his uh, paintings, which often feature pop cultural figures. 
uh, uh, sometimes engaged in unusual activities, uh, such as uh, B. Arthur, is it, that's wrestling the raptor? That's correct. Is um, it raptors or is it Deinonychus? What exactly? <laughs> what, what pack hunting carnivore is she wrestling? I, I always thought it was Deinonychus. I say Deinonychus. Diplodocus. <laughs> mm, that's another one. And it's Diplodocus. Brontosaur? I'm... There you go. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, Brandon Bird. Brandon, yeah. w- welcome to George Jesse Go. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's I, was, I was actually going to answer his question. No, yeah, please do. Fine. Is it, uh... Go for it. Uh, I think by their size, they'd have to be Deinonychus because, mm-hmm. like, it's, you know, based off the Jurassic Park raptors. And those sure. are too big. And also, you know, miscolored and featherless because... You know, this week they, they found out what dinosaurs looked like. Wait, they found out what dinosaurs looked like this week? I mean, sorry. not what they looked like, what they were, their, their coloration. I know. I didn't know this. <laughs> Wait, you hold on. This? Stop. Wow. Hammer time. Let's <laughs> deal with this. Yeah. Let's unpack this suitcase. When did you they just, find this out? You just dropped What a, do they look like? You just dropped a dino bomb on us. Yeah. Okay, so like it, it's not all dinosaurs. It's the feathered dinosaurs like the little raptory guys. Okay, because... It, I was under the so this impression is, this is bird-hipped dinosaurs. Yeah, specifically the ones that like the small predator guys who okay. had feathers. That's, if that's I the key. remember, if I remember my Nova correctly from when I was <laughs> thirteen, what is a Tyrannosaurus Rex a bird-hipped dinosaur? Wasn't that the premise when they wasn't they, they when they figured out that birds and dinosaurs were related to each other? Wasn't it by studying the tracks of a Tyrannosaurus I Rex? I think that there are bird-hipped dinosaurs and there okay. are lizard-hipped dinosaurs. Okay, and you know because you took dinosaur class. If I'm if I'm remembering college correctly, <laughs> no, you know I could not get into dinosaur class. I was no just way. I, was I just, took dinosaur uh, class. You was, were the recipient of dinosaur class. Yeah, secondhand yeah. dinosaur class. Sure, I was just a dinosaur enthusiast as a kid. Okay. Brandon, you did take dinosaur class. Yeah, we all yeah. went to the same university, uh, the University of California at Santa Cruz. Go um, slugs. Did you take Muppet <laughs> class Go also? slugs indeed. No, I did not take Muppet class. Okay, well, I took Muppet class. So we can talk about that later. But let's get <laughs> back to this. listing bullshit classes we took, I took clowning. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So, Brandon, you took dinosaurs. Jesse took Muppets. And I took clowning, and now we're productive members of society. <laughs> Specifically, the class I took was called Muppet Magic. Oh, wow. Oh, I also took Saturday Night Live class from the same teacher. <laughs> Good. Wait. From, uh, oh, uh, Dr. Bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Fuck Around. Um, Brandon, let's, let's yeah, talk about yeah, these Sorry, dinosaurs. sorry, sorry. Yeah. We're way, we're way okay, off. Okay, where did you hear this, and what were, the, what were the findings? Okay, so I believe I heard it from the news. Wait, okay. I need to interject again. I made a mistake in going back to dinosaurs because we are live streaming this, Jordan Jesse Go, oh, which sure. we which we do on occasion, and we I announce time it, to time. I announce it on my Twitter, which is uh, Young American. Somebody in the chat room. I just happened to be. I was grabbing my water for a drink of water. I look over at the chat room that's going on as as we're doing this. Somebody fucking identified Dr. Kathy Foley from the University of California at Santa Cruz based on Muppet class. Wow. And Saturday Night Live class. AKA All we had to do was Dr. say, "Bullshit." <laughs> yes, her specialty was uh, was Javanese puppet theater, Balinese mask work, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, her her M A S Q U E. Her top reputation around the the thing that everyone said about her that may or may not have been true was that uh, she taught Muppet class because she knew the <laughs> Muppet people and a Muppet was based upon her. What, wasn't it a Janice from the band? Yeah, there you go. And you know what? 
It's Do- Dr. Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth in the electric something? What was yeah. the name yeah. of the yeah. Yeah. Soak, a theory that if you saw Kathy Foley, if you experienced one of her classes, and a very nice lady and a uh, perfectly good teacher, I'm not putting her down, you absolutely sincerely believable. <laughs> she has the mannerisms of a Muppet in human form. She is like a, a Muppet made, I want to say a Muppet made corporal, but obviously Muppets are corporal. A Muppet made stringless. Yes. And felt felt free. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, back to dinos back to and dinos. what color they are. Okay, so, Let's talk so about this dinos. is you were you were listening or watching the news or uh, probably reading it on the internet. Sure. Okay. Uh, but basically, um, it's like they they realize that like uh, the pigments in feathers yeah. have a specific shape. Mm-hmm. They're like a protein that's like oblong or whatever, and each color okay. has a different shape. And those shaped proteins, even though they, the actual like pigment in it, so you're saying colors have dissolve. shapes. The things that hold colors, you're saying have colors shapes. have shapes. Sure, this is a fucking UC Santa Cruz shit going down. Right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, hey guys, but anyway, they looked at using, I think, a microscope. Okay. They looked at the fossilized Which is feather like, imprints. For people who haven't seen Nova, that's like a, it's sort of like a complicated set of eyeglasses for looking at tiny things. Keep going. Yeah, like a long, curved binocular. Sure. Uh, and they, they looked at the fossilized like imprints of the feathers, and they're like, oh, well, these ones have this shape, and this one has this shape. And they realized that this little raptor guy had a tail that was color, color um, alternating... Uh, an orange creamsicle color. Wow. Whoa. Like orange and white alternating stripes down its No tail. fucking way. Yeah. Amazing. As, That's as, as good as it gets. As a, as, <laughs> as a lifelong dinosaur aficionado, I can safely say holy shit. That that's is, something. That's something in all the museum tours I've taken over my life and all the, you know, blah, 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 blah I read as a kid. They basically always said we will never know what color dinosaurs were and uh now we do and mm-hmm. now i'm mad at all of them yeah what the <laughs> fuck? retroactively what the fuck scientists yeah come on you i you know what i think scientists think it's their job to preemptively crush our dreams i think so too that's why they say that man will never fly without the aid of a machine <laughs> pretty soon we're gonna find out that not only can i fly with the aid of a machine but I've got alternating orange and white stripes on my tail. <laughs> yes. That's the kind of shit we're going to start finding out. Mm-hmm. Man, that is amazing. Brandon, you've already yeah. brought to us some of the best information that I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, thank you. Are they looking into other dinosaurs and what color they are? Because, or are they just going to quit while they're ahead? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... It basically implied that it is limited to feathered dinosaurs okay. and okay. having the fossilized imprints or remains or whatever of the feathers to look at. Let me ask you guys this question. Archaeopteryx. Not really a dinosaur. Not really a question. Wow. <laughs> Shut down. You guys are a regular couple of scientists. Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm extending. I have my microscope in my hand. I am extending it out at arm's length, and I am dropping it. Chris Rock style. Jordan. The are, final word. Are, is that honestly the case that an Archaeopteryx is not a real dinosaur? It's not. It's because a, it can fly? Yeah. I, 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 I'm... I'm I'm reluctant to call it a pterosaur. It's okay. not. It's, it's – uh, I, th- I think it's like 
a bird-like lizard yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like technically a lizard. Because it doesn't have... I'm, okay. trying, I'm actually There's legitimately trying to remember dinosaur class too. right now. If I'm not mistaken, dinosaur means terrible lizard in Latin. That's correct. So Absolutely. I know for a fact that dinosaurs but, are but, lizards. <laughs> <laughs> They're as lizardy as they are terrible. Yeah, sp- but, but scientifically what defines a dinosaur is I think its hip shape and then its sinus cavity. There's something in its head that specifically is like, well, this is different than That's what defines a, a supermodel. It says a supermodel apart from a regular model. Right. Exactly. That's the difference. <laughs> sure, there's bird-hipped models and there's lizard-hipped models. Exactly. So, for example... And take, some have a venom that take, they can spit. Take Twiggy. Bird-hipped. <laughs> sure. Supermodel Twiggy. Uh, well, anyway, we're, we're mostly going to be talking about dinosaurs on this week's show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Um, Diplodocus is going to be discussed. Various ichthyosaurs. Uh, also not a dinosaur. Nope. What the fuck? It's not a dinosaur. <laughs> what they, is this? It's a swimming one. There's a it, different yeah. kind of thing when they're swimming. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a dinosaur. Is this, is this a fucking setup? What do, you, do you just think everything is a dinosaur, it sounds like? Yeah. Sounds like you're pretty liberal with your definition of dinosaur. I am not liberal with my definition of dinosaurs. What about saber-toothed tigers? That's a dinosaur. No. Mammal. Late. Ice age. Whoa. Saber-toothed tigers. Check out those fucking chompers. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time you said you were married to a dinosaur? (laughs) That was also not true. You know what I've been thinking a lot about, Jordan? Mm. Breakfast. Mm, breakfast. French toast. Yeah. Poached eggs. Nuts stepped on by a dominatrix. What? I'm sorry? Breakfast? French toast. Poached eggs. Poached eggs. Getting your nuts stepped on by a dominatrix. Waffles? Right. Waffles. Yeah. <laughs> I have orders for my wife. To buy whole grain uh, waffles, so I'm in. The, <laughs> I'm in the. I'm in the waffle aisle, checking out the waffles. There's a sign. In fact, a yeah, series, get your nuts out of that vice, Jesse. Jesus a, Christ! A series of identical signs in the waffle aisle. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read to you what this. What this <laughs> sign says. It's in the waffle area of the Gelsons. Sure. Due to manufacturing issues, Kellogg's is currently unable to provide a consistent supply of Eggo brand frozen waffles. Vans waffles have seen a substantial increase in demand and are experiencing shortages as well. It is projected Vans, that o- Vans waffles? It is projected that over the next three to six months, there will be sporadic outages on all lines of frozen waffles. You didn't know about this? I saw the story. This I saw this on. I'm not kidding. I saw the story on a news crawl on CNN four months ago <laughs> that there there is a massive waffle shortage. Wow. I'm not even kidding. I think I took a picture of the screen as quickly as I could. So I'm like, well, I mean, it's like Iraq this, Afghanistan that, waffle shortage. I thought it was a joke. I what think is? I think it's one headline. If you ask me, they're related. I think maybe it is the, related. The struggles in the Middle East are directly related to our waffle shortage over here. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that maybe like uh, the Iranian the Iranian nuclear power controversy is is grounded in the fact that they use nuclear power to create our frozen waffles? 
Well, I think maybe it's part of a terrorist ploy to drive Americans insane one piece at a time. <laughs> yeah, right. We will start with the waffles, then we install the hydrogen hotels. <laughs> I think that's I think that's kind of how it works. <laughs> what? what? And could... then all of the women's tops will come off. <laughs> what could possibly be causing an, a waffle shortage? I'm going to guess fat people. <laughs> <laughs> Eating so many waffles. I, I'm going to guess that American, the American obesity problem is consuming three to five times as many waffles as previous generations. Is it too difficult? Is there something in the waffle supply? Is there a key element in the waffle supply chain that's irreplaceable? Like, I'm guessing, for example, this is my best guess, I'm not a waffle expert or waffleologist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my, my best guess is that waffles are made with the difficult-to-find... Uh, uh, metal tungsten tungsten waffles and so as our as our struggles with Evo Morales the socialist president of Bolivia continue uh, it becomes more and more difficult for us to get uh, tungsten from their rich tungsten fields well, thus throttling the supply of Ego brand waffles well before the Ego settled on Lego my Ego they had experimented with stop tonguing my tungsten oh. <laughs> and then they and they were like well no one's gonna know what this is because they don't realize that there's tungsten in waffles yeah and maybe Americans might be uncomfortable with with uh, with consuming this this rare metal you'd think that they, oh, sorry. oh I was gonna say that you'd think that they would be able to move some capacity from pancakes over to waffles to make up for the the situation, the problem. Now, there's not a typical, pancake shortage. Typical pancake, uh, faggot. Yeah. Thinking, you can, <laughs> wow. solve, thinking yeah. you can solve everything by moving your pancakes over to your waffles. Yeah, pretty soon we're going to have to start getting them from Africa and they'll be blood waffles. <laughs> That's my favorite. It is. It, it's almost like, it's almost like having a, it's almost like having a spackle shortage. Or something where you're like, it's really just a couple of elements, right? Yeah. It's not. You should just make more. What? <laughs> right. Oh, it's my God. You're right. pow- all that's in there is spackle powder and spackle juice. Unless, of mm-hmm. course, it's, you know, unless, of course, it's uh, <laughs> waffles are also regulated by the Federal Reserve Bank. They're like, we only print so many waffles <laughs> yeah, each they'll year. lose their value. We're yeah. in a tremendous waffle deficit right are now. Are you suggesting, and let me know if I'm parsing this correctly, that we should perhaps move from a waffle gold standard to a waffle silver standard i think we need to get off the waffle standard altogether you believe in free floating wow. waffles yes you I believe do. in floating sort of the waffle theoretical supply. waffle that the american public just is made to assume is there yeah. sorry sorry I mean, if i don't have the same faith in the banking class that you do <laughs> on, listen on paper i'm very waffle rich but i can't just walk into the bank and get my waffles it doesn't work that way you guys i mean I'm, you know what happened during the civil war i mean those right. confederate waffles were just worth nothing you guys you guys say it's a wonderful life right well, i don't i don't have waffles here they're there <laughs> Yeah, the waffles are in Ted's house. Bill's in house. house. <laughs> and in my tummy. <laughs> they're in my. They're delicious in my tummy. Oh God! Is there a voice more fun to do than the Jimmy Stewart voice? Um, no, no. Except this guy who builds hydrogen oh, hotels. Oh yes. <laughs> We've got. Where Chris, is my money? We've got Chris Whoa. Hardwick with us. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Wait, I have the cure for kit. Oh, Jordan. All of my reminiscences now are, are about food. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting there. I mean... The hunger zone. Do you have any more foot left? Do you have another foot? Why don't you just eat that? Why don't you give me some of your beef jerky? I, I'm sorry, it's, a, it's an emergency situation. You don't want to be... You ate some of your beef jerky earlier, and there were no dragons here as far as I know. That was part of a pantomime. 
A pantomime? You mean like a you mean like an English holiday play? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Where like kids all get together and Yeah, there's a man in drag and it's a classic fairy tale. They sing pop songs. Yeah. A pantomime. What was what was this pantomime where he ate the jerky? Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. Did you like it? I mean, I did it for your benefit. I mean, we're trying to, I don't know, we're just trying to hang on to our lingering threads of sanity here. I did enjoy it. I mean, I can't tell you that I didn't enjoy it. No. I can't honestly say that I didn't enjoy it. There were a lot of nice touches. I liked the, remember the whole Lady Gaga sequence? Pretty funny, huh? I thought that was funny because it's funny. something that I know and I love, yeah. but it was in a different context. Mm-hmm. And remember when me and all the other kids yelled, look out behind you, or he's behind you. And then I couldn't, Yeah. And I didn't see it till the last second. Yeah. You know, it was a great pantomime. Nice. Try not to fucking bite my head off every time I try and entertain you with a thrilling pantomime. Do you mind if I reminisce a little bit more? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm just going to reminisce about... Uh, I'm going to reminisce about the time that the guys from Aqua Teen Hunger Force were visiting us. And then we started talking about Girl Scout cookie billboards. So uh, here, here is this, uh, this billboard I saw. And it, number one, I was sort of surprised to see a billboard for Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Uh, seems like an odd thing to have a billboard for. Seems yeah. like sort of the premise of having a billboard is that, I mean, the premise of Girl Scout cookies is a Girl Scout brings them to you, right? Yeah. They yeah. Tell you're supposed to be outside of a store or uh, Knocking door to door, and that's and that's I mean that's one of the things they tell the Girl Scouts in the orientation is you guys are our living billboards. Yeah, so right. to have a billboard, it seems like you're undercutting part sure, of the Girl Scout oath. Billboard. Do they have a website with a PayPal set up or anything like that? That's think, the thing. They don't. You cannot buy them online. Uh, you're you're not allowed to buy them online. So there's really like no. But if you're going to have the billboard, you may as well. Have the website, right? Exactly. And there's no call to action here. That's the yeah. the thing is, is there's no way to say, just buy some cookies now because you either know a Girl Scout or you don't know a Girl Scout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no in-betweeny world where you can just call the Girl Scout, you know, distribution hotline and say, send out a Girl Scout. I'd I need, like to buy some Girl Scout some cookies. I cookies here. I but, guess, I guess, I mean, I guess there's the, you know, there's the door-to-door, there's the... Uh, my boss's kid comes around, which is how I get my Girl Scout right, cookies. Right, sure. Um, but I mean, there's also like the supermarkets and like yeah. the the indie bookstores have a, Girl Scouts. I got, out. Do I they got really? Hit up at uh-huh. the Do It Center. Okay, outside the Burbank Do It Center one day. Sure, but they but they the it's like a table outside. It's yeah. not actually so sold the, in the store. No, no. I guess that what the billboard is just priming you for. It's hey, time, gang. When you see them, get your cookie money. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, right. Always have cash on you. If you see a girl in a green vest. She's got some cookies on. Her. <laughs> right. So here, here's she's not some money. sort of crossing guard. That's right. Yeah. Here's what here's what's on the billboard. Top left, it says Girl Scout cookies, which is great. <laughs> Got to get the name of the product the out point. there. It's fantastic. That's a fine example yeah. of text. Bottom bottom right, there's two pictures of two boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Looks like uh, green, that'll be a thin mint if I'm yeah. not mistaken, and purple. What's that, a Samoa? Probably a Samoa. Oh. That's the coconut. That's the one with the stripes? Yeah, yeah the, the co- coconut the, yeah. roundies, yeah. 
Okay, so roundies, roundies, and in the upper right, in the upper right hand corner, it's got the Girl Scouts logo and the website of Girl Scouts of Los Angeles. Everything okay. so far perfectly kosher, right? Is just a great filler for when you haven't sold your billboard. You just say, "Hey, Girl Scouts, want to put, put it on a picture?" Okay, the text in the center. The slogan is "Want a box? Text your zip." And your is spelled U R, and it's in kind of a fun, like kids oriented. Like yeah, it's in like a fun. Like one of these young girls wrote wrote down one a box exactly. Text your zip exactly. And there's a word bubble coming out of one of the girls' mouth that says, "Remember, don't kidnap us." Right, <laughs> we're not for kidnapping anymore. <laughs> just uh, just buy cookies from us. So the call to action here, you know, normally it would be buy some Girl Scout cookies. In this case, the call to action is text your zip. Okay. Uh, now I'm I don't know what that accomplishes, but we can get into that in a second. Underneath text your zip <laughs> is an email address. Okay. <laughs> so there is no, there's no number to text to. It's not like text GS Cooks. Yeah. Or something like yes. that. Cooks. <laughs> text your zip to GS Oh, yeah. There's, I see what you're There's no. They're asking me to send a text message to an email address. So that's the first <laughs> issue. <laughs> you know, there's some tottering old woman who's the head of the Girl Scouts. We need to. To be modern and bring it up for everyone. I want texting and emails. Yeah. And let's put some of those phones in here. <laughs> and by all means, those spell your, your you are. Okay. Like the old days. So here's the thing. It if, just says Bieber yeah. on the billboard somewhere. <laughs> if that was all that just was wrong with this billboard, it would be an unusual billboard. There's also a picture of a Girl Scout. She's got her hand extended like, yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of <laughs> extension like, oh, yeah. Um, and so, I'm aware of that brand of extension. Yes, yeah. we all know. And you can the see. The classic oh, yeah extension. You can see from her happy facial expression that she just got an order for a box of uh, Girl Scout cookies. I'm going to say 400 orders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's fucking stoked about it. Highland Park is big Girl Scout yeah. country. That's right. Um, Tabby, uh, just put so she just got a text on her email device. And, yeah, mm-hmm. on um, her email device. In the, you know, it's or funny. Email that, machine. It's funny that you should mention that, Dave. Uh, it appears that she just got the uh, text via email on her regular iPod. Her music playing iPod. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How do we know it's her regular music playing iPod? You know, you think the Girl Scouts may have a secret iPod that receives emails and text messages? Well, I mean, maybe it's an iPhone. iPhone looks like no, the iPod, right? The iPhone a, does not look like the iPod. See, There's see. a wheel. It has a small. You're it's got the, a wheel and a small and a small screen. It's clearly an iPod. Oh yeah, that clearly is an iPod. Clearly, this that is, that a, is very clearly an iPod. This is clearly a stock photograph oh. Oh, of yeah. that they have. They have somehow yeah. photoshopped in someone's zip code or something like that yeah. onto the screen of an iPod and then maybe photoshopped a green vest on top of a stock photograph girl. It's probably from the 80s. It was probably like a Walkman. <laughs> yeah. Just painted black and put a screen on it. It's a- yeah, and this billboard also, the way you were describing it is way better than this billboard is. <laughs> You didn't mention that the entire background color they chose as a background color. What would you do? What, what is it when you think of Girl Scouts? What color do you think of? Uh, green. Green, right. What's the back color of this? Flesh. 
<laughs> like salmon, old salmon flesh color. Sure. Well, if very you, unappealing. If you think about, I mean, if you think about, for example, what what do you associate with the Girl Scouts? Merit badges, of course. You get merit badges for things like uh, various home economics things, yeah. right? Where is like the design layout? Baking. Uh, certainly, you get a get one for camping. Uh, camping, and you get one for flaying. Maybe which is gi- why they use the flesh color. Maybe they're yeah, giving out exactly. one for yeah marketing now. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> right. Plus, there's about 17 different styles of fonts on that on that billboard. That's so that many one fonts. Of the and there's just some <laughs> random pieces of clip art. There's a shark at a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's one of those fishes tipping its hat. Sure. Yeah. The moon making out with a turkey. <laughs> A paperclip on a skateboard yeah. brought to you by Print Shop Deluxe. Just everything. <laughs> it has those it has those little uh, holes along the edge like it came out of one of those <laughs> one of those continuous like print print. printers. Yeah. yeah. Like you know they were matrix. like we had our our contest for the best, best girl scouts every across the nation we're going to design the billboard. I can't believe this is the fucking best one. <laughs> it's the other one with no swearing. Are we teaching these girls nothing? <laughs> Can we get out of this? Yeah, there, there's got to be no. Somewhere. The contest. We no. have to put it up. States. We have to put it up. All right. I, I you know think... what? Let's just put it up in Hyde Park once. I Let's think... just do one of these. I think the really the amazing part of this <laughs> is not so much that they got little things wrong about technology that they thought you could send a text message to an email address or receive an email or text message on an i on an iPod. It's that they knew about all this stuff in 1987 when they designed this billboard. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's exactly it. It's like a, it's like a, like a, a Nostradamus <laughs> prediction from <laughs> that they People kind of were almost crazy. right. Like, yeah. a yeah. well, man with a blue turban will cause a war. <laughs> we'll, yeah. yeah, well, like, maybe that yeah, billboard will be popping up yeah. in 2014. Yeah. There will be a great quake. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when they had the divining badge, <laughs> which girls, their eyes would roll back and just start writing out billboards that they need to put up in 10 or 15 years. We <laughs> have <laughs> uh, something. Texting <laughs> some kind of electronic address I would for say correspondence. It seems entirely possible to me, Dana, <laughs> that there was a whole class of there was a whole class of Girl Scout badges based on marginal performance forms and uh, oh, yeah. various pseudoscience, pseudo-magic yeah. uh, There's spectacles. the alchemy badge. The phrenology yeah, badge. The phrenology very popular. badge. There was the living on an air diet badge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was the uh, mostly Victorian stuff. There was yeah. the putting a bell on top of a gravestone <laughs> with a string that goes down into the coffin yeah. so nobody gets buried alive You had to badge. go through and make sure no one was buried alive. That's how you got the badge. <laughs> and finally... Make your own fainting couch. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. 14 days, one boat, Mm -hmm. two friends, one pile of crystals, Mm -hmm. one magnifying glass, huge number of albatrosses. Sure. Two years years back issues of FHM magazine. Two years probation ended with one fatty bong rip. Yeah. It's been a really beautiful journey, Jordan. Do you remember the time that you met Ving Rhames? <laughs> Not anymore. Well, what, I'll tell you about it. Oh, okay. Through the medium of magic sound projected into your ears. Oh, good. I'll take it. <laughs> Curtis Gwynn is going to be there, too. Oh, that guy's great. 
Okay, so Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Uh, you're so you're trying to be to the toughest tattoos. prison guy. That's your. That was your bit. That was my bit. Okay. Um. Anyway, so as soon as I get there, people are coming up to me. People like people from the publicity firm are coming up to me and asking me, "What are you going to do with Ving Rhames?" And I explain <laughs> the thing. It's like, okay. And then they list these things that I can't say to Ving Rhames. They're like, you can't ask him about the original Death Race. You can't say wow. anything that implies you haven't seen Death Race Two yet. You can't like say you can't like ask him to describe something that you should know about. Like it's so they're really on edge, and I guess he's been like shutting people down and sending reporters away. And let's be clear. Asking someone to describe something that you should know about is the basis of interviewing. Right. Yes, yes. Sure. That's essentially yes. what interviewing is. Making this making this all the more unreasonable. You try and figure out what it would be what someone would be what someone has to say that's interesting. Uh, and then you ask them to say that to you. Sure. Yes. If you, there's a clip. Uh, Paul, I think we talked about it earlier. Paul Shear, um he was in Piranha 3D with Vang Rames, mm-hmm. and he was telling stories in the AV, the Onion AV Club. There's a link if you guys check out Onion AV Club with Paul Shear's interview. There's a link to a radio interview. Paul says, if you want to know what Ving Rames is like, listen to this promotional Piranha 3D like talking he does with these radio hosts. So if you can find it's on YouTube. Okay. Definitely look it up. Uh, yes. I did not know. I guess Ving Rames has a history of being nuts, uh, but I did not know this going into it. Um, so, you know, from the second I walk in there to the second before I go into the door, I have different publicists from different sides of this thing coming up to me. And I don't think it was just because I was wearing a do-rag. They seem to be doing this to everyone. Like, they seem to be just, like, overly prepping everybody to deal with this unpleasantness. Did your orange jumpsuit have sleeves? No. No. Were they picking on you specifically? Again, no. Sure. Um, Were you allowed to have a belt? No. (laughs) (laughs) No shoelaces, no belt. Sure. Um, Don't look him in the eye. Um, So I go in there, and I sit down, and he basically immediately and unpromptedly starts talking about George Bush. (laughs) <laughs> right, just complain, just talking about George Bush, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I realize me trying to do his voice will sound racist, right? But I feel like it helps the story. And you've established already a reputation for racism, racism within the context him and of Michael this program. Clark Duncan and yeah. who played the villain in the Daredevil remake, Daredevil remake, Daredevil movie. Yeah, um, he's, if you, if you, you know, do some Song of the South. Okay. Stepping and fetching voice, because sure. that's not what Ving Rhames sounds like. No, no. Okay. I will be playing the spoons, though. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, he, has sort of a, he has sort of a deep Julie Andrews type voice. Yes, he does. That's right. So he's just like, you know, George Bush ruled the country with fear. He, you know, and, and just all this stuff. And I, and I don't know where he, how that started. I still can't. I must have said something to prompt that, but he's basically like, the Bush administration ruled the country with fear. They used and misinformation, you know, to turn the people into sheep. And I, anyways, uh, sure, I would maybe argue that George Bush was a lousy president, but why are mm-hmm. we still talking about this at a press thing for Death Race 2, directed DVD? In mm-hmm. which you're in character. Right, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I believe there is a press thing for Death Race 2. That seems, that's the sh- most shocking thing about the story. Yeah. Uh, Who's the press... Who's setting this up? 
Uh, I I don't know. It was the first. I yeah, it was the first directed DVD press thing I'd ever been to. Wow. Uh, it's I guess a little more high profile than your usual directed DVD. Well, I mean, thing. with the success of Death Race, sure. Yeah. Well, you're right. I forgot Death Race was so big. It was huge. It wasn't Jack Frost big. But... No. Well, nothing is. And uh, thanks for bringing up Jack Frost because I do want to say that that is <laughs> so a many times. About it, many like times. <laughs> Sorry, Bing Rams. Uh, so then I said, then I just said randomly, uh, "Do you want to give me a prison tattoo?" <laughs> and he's like, "You want to see a prison tattoo? I'll show you a prison tattoo." And he lifts up his shirt. He he takes off his jacket and lifts up his shirt and reveals a chest covered in scars, Whoa. covered in deep, horrible scars. And he's pointing to it, uh, and and he's like, he's like, yeah, that's a prison tattoo. And so I move to leave. I just move to leave. I just want out of there. Like it's it. it you're phys- you're genuinely yeah, like afraid. I feel like I'm as a as a racist, <laughs> as a racist, and a man who's much mo- smaller and less forceful than Ving Rhames. Sure. Yes. Uh, he's like, and then I get to leave, and he's like, hey, yo, you want me to give you a prison tattoo? I'll give you a prison tattoo. And he takes one of my magic markers and draws X's over my eyes. Wow. And yeah. then I leave, <laughs> and I sit down to do my next interview, uh, and then the publicist comes and taps me, and she's like, um, there was a, um, there was a problem with your <laughs> tape, um, so we're gonna need you to come in and do the interview with Fing again. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like asking me to relive the most terrifying four minutes of my life. I don't want to do it. Like, I'm, I'm terrified and creeped out. But I'm like, well, I should just do it. So I, I, I go back in. And I sit down. And before the camera's on, he, he's like, have you really ever been to prison? I'm like... I, I don't know if I thought this would be funny or why I said it. I'm like, no, but I did go to college at UC Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Zing on yeah, Santa Cruz. Yeah, I don't know what that... I just something I said. I just I don't even know. I don't even understand why I said that's it. That's like myself. a T-shirt. At the end yeah. of the day, we did go to UC it's Santa true. Cruz, and that is a funny college. Sure, it's a funny thing to say to Ving Rhames when you're afraid of him. All yeah. Right. Uh, and so the thing starts up again, and he just like yells off screen to somebody like he's i think he knows what he's doing at this point he's yelling to someone he's like get my nine millimeter get my nine millimeter and he's like you know what that does bam kills you dead and then i'm I feel like i don't know what he's talking about he's like all right you want a tattoo take off that jumpsuit can you take off that ridiculous ass jumpsuit and i'm like uh yeah i guess i can so i unzip it I don't have a shirt on underneath. He's like, turn around, turn around. So I kind of get on my knees in this director's chair with this jumpsuit hanging at my waist. And he takes the magic marker and writes, sorry, mom, on my back. And he's like, in prison, that's a tattoo they give you when you're somebody's bitch. And now you're my bitch. And then I reach over to shake his hand. I'm like, well, thank you very much. And I reach over to shake his hand. He's like, whoa, I'm not gay. (laughs) And that was it. Wow. It's the it's the <laughs> craziest thing in the world. Wow. Yeah. Well, Jordan, mm. I've really enjoyed well not so much being stranded on this boat for two weeks with yeah, no food. It's, it's been a bit of a stinker. But these reminiscences. These are nice. I w- would I have liked to have pursued these reminiscences in more comfortable circumstances? Yeah. Maybe in someone's personal movie theater. Yeah, or at a coffee bean and tea leaf. 
It would be nice I could get an iced, iced uh, blended. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I heard those are really good. Nice kind of nice plush chairs and a what screen about, with a news crawl. What about Huaracha Azteca here in Park? We could get Huaracha. That would be fun. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can sit here and name places that are more comfortable than this. Until the cows come. That's basically every place. Gobi Desert. Sure. What about the Gobi Desert? Mm-hmm. The Polar Express. What did you? The wreck of the Zephyr. Sure. Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Chris Van Allsburg. Okay, great. Well, it's... it's Chris Van Allsburg. It's been a great... Yeah. It's been a great 200 episodes, Jordan. Yeah. I just want to thank you. Are we out of uh, reminiscences? Yeah, this is the end. Did we, did, did we already think about everything that's ever happened to us? Yeah, we... <laughs> I wouldn't say we've had full lives. No, certainly not. <laughs> i say we've mostly frittered away our lives. Oh, yeah. You on uh, Street Fighter 2. Me on Neckties. Well, the Street Fighter series. All of the Street Fighter games? I thought it was just Street Fighter 2. No, actually, you know, Street Fighter 2 is maybe the Street Fighter game that I'm the worst at. I thought that was the only Street Fighter game. It's a ton of Street Fighter games. I thought they were just all versions of Street Fighter 2. No, no, they moved on. That was like Street Fighter 2, Wolfram Alpha. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Street Fighter 2, all Jew edition. <laughs> Street Fighter 2, as illustrated by Chris Van Allsburg. <laughs> that one does have some subtle gratings. Yeah. Well, look. If anyone out there is listening, it's only because we've taken the hard drive that we've recorded this program onto, put it into our last bottle, mm-hmm. sealed it with wax, and somehow, coincidentally, my intern, Colin, got his hands on that bottle, pieced together the pieces of the show, and you're enjoying it. And you're enjoying it Boy, that'll, that'll sure. take a real act of God for that to happen. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. Oh, hey, you know what's funny? What? Uh, the raft's been in, in the pool the whole time. Holy shit! Yeah, the whole time this was a pool. Yeah. What? Oh my god! I was because I was wondering when I drank the water, it did not taste salty. Yeah. But it did burn when it went down. Yeah, that's the chlorine. It makes sense now. I mean, now I feel like an idiot, but yeah. I mean, I just didn't, didn't see the forest for the trees there for two weeks. Yeah. Hmm. That is so cool. Is that why I'm wearing swim trunks? Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Huh. Is that why there's all these little kids swimming with, like, water wings and stuff? Yeah, boards? I mean, again, I was like, well, of course. Is you this, know. Is this a waiting pool? Is this a children's pool? Yeah. Man, I feel so. This is exactly how I felt, like, at the end of Shutter Island. Right. Like, it makes perfect sense, and I should have seen it the whole time. But right. But I just, I, you know, I didn't. I was so kind of caught up in the ride of Shutter Island, you yeah. know? It's weird that we can hear the sound of the ocean so clearly and that there's all these seagulls circling. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not so weird that... No, I mean, it's, it's you know, bad writing. I probably... I would sh- just chalk it up to bad writing. I probably should have noticed the speakers in the corner playing atmospheric sounds of the ocean. Yeah. Were we even on a cruise? Was that? Did I misremember that? No, no. I mean, we're, 
I think I was envisioning the pool of the cruise ship. Cruise ships have pools. Oh, no, but I'm pretty sure, like, I think I think we're just at the Balboa Park pool in San Francisco. Are. Huh. Well, I guess we are. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I'm looking outside. I'm seeing the Balboa Park neighborhood. Huh. I see the overcast skies. Hmm. I'm pretty sure we're at the Balboa Park pool in San Francisco. Yeah. Do you remember taking a flight to San Francisco? I do. Yeah, I mean, now I remember it, yes. Right. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, maybe when we get back, just maybe spend two weeks adrift at the Culver City YMCA? That sounds great. And then we could do some laps. That would be fun, yeah. Some Mexican-American dads. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm in. Well, that's settled. Yeah, great. Thanks to everybody out there. Number 200 in the can. 200 great episodes. Yeah. And enjoy this promo for another one of our favorite Max Fun shows. I'm Jesse Thorne. Whether it's music, movies, comedy, books, or whatever, each week I talk to creative people about how they make their thing, about the moment when their craft went from a hobby to a career, and about the thing that surprised them most about the process. It's the sound of young America for MaximumFun.org and PRI. Public Radio International.